it used to be you'd have complaints to the uh, the Canadian Transit Association, um, maybe a couple hundred a year. Now there are thousands of them. I think we're when last count, the, the backlog is so bad. It's at 45,000 complaints and the government's throwing all kinds of money at it to fix the problem here and try and clear the backlog so that you can get reimbursed. Now, WestJet Airlines CEO has come up with a great idea. He said he's asking the federal government to allow airlines to recover passenger compensation costs. Now, this sounds good off the hop, doesn't it? To allow them to, to get your money from other aviation industry partners if it believes these partners played a role in causing flight delays or disruptions. He actually announced this, I think it was Wednesday. Uh, man, really? Air passenger protection regulations, by the way, um, allow you, the traveler, to apply directly to the airline for compensation if a flight is delayed for more than three hours for an issue that is within the, con- the carrier's control but not related to safety. And so the CEO of WestJet says he supports this Air Passenger Bill of Rights. Uh, He just thinks that um, airlines do not operate in a vacuum. He says there's navigation, there's security, there's border control, there's ground handlers. And none of those parties have to pay when they delay a flight. So if you want an aviation select sector, rather, that uh, collectively produces a reliable product for our guests, then there has to be shared accountability. To find out if it's even possible to share this accountability, uh, welcoming back to the show, Robert Kokonis, president of AirTrav, Inc. Welcome to the show, Robert. It's always good to have you on to talk about these stories. Hey, good to see you this afternoon as well, Kelly. Is it reasonable for compensation costs to be shared among different agencies? I mean, he has a point. There's a lot going on at airports, um, but then they are part of the aviation experience. Um, Should they foot some of the bill as well as the airline? I mean, if I, if I try to take an, have an unbiased approach, and just to be fair for the listeners, we deal with, my firm deals with airlines, airports, government, trade associations, regulatory bodies. And I think that what uh, the CEO of WestJet has said, I think it has a high degree of merit. That only finding or only slacking the risks of airlines when things go south and when perhaps there's been some airline passenger protection regulations that have been contravened. In many cases, it's not the airline. It could be an airport issue, could be a problem with the border security, could be a problem with the screening agency for security, or it could also be Nav Canada, which manages our country's air navigation system. So the point he's making is that we should have a a regime of, of shared accountability and just penalizing the airlines is not going to make our system better. And probably that's what's led to this massive backlog of complaints you talked about. It it sounds feasible what you're talking about, that there could be many, many reasons why my flight is delayed. But it also sounds like this is going to make my request for reimbursement even longer. And we're already at a backlog of 45,000 uh, people have complained to the Canadian Transport Association, the agency rather, uh, and the government's throwing $75.9 million of funding over three years to help tackle the growing backlog. Is this going to mean, though, you know, even if it's fair, that I'm going to have to wait longer? Well, on the $76 million, I think you made a good point, which is it's almost like we're building a new bureaucracy here, and that's not going to fix the problem. It's only a Band-Aid. And, of course, structurally, once we hire this 200-staff contingent, it's going to stay in place. It doesn't make sense. The other piece you alluded to, 
I've mean I've, I've said this in other interviews, which is the challenge of a shared accountability model. To your point, is that well, this just make this a more complex system, more difficult to understand. One point I want to make is that in the Canadian pasture protection regime, unlike the European regime, we call it EU two six one. Over here, the airlines, whether it's WestJet or Transit, or whoever it is, has to announce the reason for the delay or the cancellation, and even if it's an airport or an air traffic control issue. And that just further complicates the issue. So as I've said in a number of interviews, the worst thing to do here, if you're talking about shared accountability, is to make the system even more difficult to understand. So there's a lot of things we can do. Case in point, instead of throwing $76 million at hiring 200 staff, let's get some money invested into our aviation system. Compared to the U.S., Canada's airport infrastructure is tremendously underinvested, undercapitalized. There are so many projects waiting for funding, and those types of projects can help to improve the efficiency of the system. Here's another one. You know I've complained about this a long time, which is the capabilities of our country's airport screening uh, regime, which is called CATS, the Canadian Air Transport Safety Administration, or agency, pardon me. And the challenge with that is that they're still using technology that's, that's fallen behind other countries around the world where, for example, Seoul, Korea, or Shannon, Ireland, I can leave my liquids and gels in my bag, leave all my electronics, and we haven't gotten there yet. So there's a lot of things we could do to invest money into that would be outside of a shared accountability model. So things we can put money into today to make this system work better, which in theory should, by, by, by organically, reduce the number of complaints that are processed or received into the system. But how much power do airlines have to pressure airports to make meaningful change? If there's something leading to delays and passenger inconvenience, shouldn't the airline complain to that airport and say, you know, you got to fix this? Well, well, they do. I mean, there are working committees between the airlines and the airports, the the respective uh, trade associations, for example. There's uh, the Air Transport Association of Canada, which is our smaller carriers. There's the National Airlines Council of Canada, which is our big four. Uh, and there's also the Canadian Airports Council, and the heads of those associations do work collaboratively on, a, on an ongoing basis. But uh, again, if you're going to have a regime whereby only the airline can be fined, and that into itself can threaten the very basis of our aviation model. Case in point, if you keep on finding a smaller carrier that serves Regina, Saskatchewan, maybe they only fly once or twice a week to a sun destination, at some point, that leisure, that small discount carrier might say it's not worth our hassle or our financial penalty if something goes wrong and it wasn't even our fault. So I think the minister, as he's looking to improve the passenger protection regulations, he has to listen to all the parties' inputs and, and make, if he's going to make changes to the legislation, which is anticipated at some point this year, he's got to bring all the parties to the table, hear everybody's issues, and make the right types of changes. Robert, what I'm hearing from you is the CEO of WestJet has a point and it should be uh, taken into account when, when trying to figure out this mess that we're in. 100%. I think he's speaking the truth on this one and hopefully the minister gets the point and uh, does the right thing. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your expertise in this. Have a great weekend, Kelly. You as well. Robert Kakona is president of AirTrav, Inc.